Welcome to the Sketchy Sketch Sketch Show podcast. It's open mic night for sketch. We cold read some comedy sketches, then we discuss how they were written and give them some joke ideas. Here to keep these goofs going, I'm Harrison. And I'm Amy. In this week's episode, it's probably about the new baby. Then, weddings these days be crazy. Finally, we're rowing for romance. Then... Amy and Harrison, join us on the Rift Train. And stick around to the end for a fun writing prompts so you can write with us. With us on the podcast today. Chris Packard, he, him. Keely Anastasia, she, her. Keith Estrella, he, him. Kenny J, he, him. Lisa Weitzman, she, her. Tyler Chick, they, she. All right, everybody. Welcome to season two, episode 10. You ready for some goofing? Let's uh, goof. Let's goof. Let's get the goof on. Right. Sing it, Chris. <laughs> uh, let's make this a goofy podcast. Yeah. yeah. Whoa, that was really not singing. That's the least I've ever seen you sing something. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was like, oh, I was, I was pimped into it. Should I do it? Should I not do it? Is it annoying if I do it? See, this is why, you know, when you don't do improv for two years. Yeah. Second guess yourself. Hey, look, man. Yes, Sam, sure. But you can. It's time to goof. It's time to goof. Oh, my God. You should be on Broadway. I want to be so goofy now. (laughs) (laughs) Listeners, if if you'll recall, Goofy was a big dog. He was a big dog. And he had a cool <laughs> son. <laughs> so that was <laughs> By the name of Maxie. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who was in love with also a, a dog, Roxanne. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Roxanne. <laughs> <laughs> also, Polly Shore was in love. Keith, you can continue. It's okay, just because Polly Shore got mentioned doesn't mean you can't sing. <laughs> no, that, that, that makes over. things come to a dead stop. Yeah. Yeah. I did not mean to interrupt you <laughs> singing the police. Yeah. You don't care if it's wrong or if it's right. Someone's speaking. Are you guys want to do a sketch? Uh, yeah. yeah. Let's do well, let's, it. Like let's those. be goofy. Let's start off and be real goofy, guys. Let's Keep it goofy going. Our first sketch tonight is titled Goofy Tools. Written by Tyler Chick. Carrie will be played by Keely Anastasia. Maddie will be played by Chris Packard. Polly will be played by Harrison Merck. And Mark will be played by Keith Estrella. Interior, living room, day. Maddie, 20s, they, them, and Carrie, 20s, they, them, are unpacking in the living room of their first apartment together. Carrie plugs in a lamp and turns it on. I can't believe we're really doing this. Not to be corny, but it feels really grown up. No, for real. Aren't, are we the same Maddie and Carrie who can't decide on pizza toppings? And the timing was perfect. I couldn't have handled moving back in with my parents. Carrie raises a can of cheap beer and Maddie does the same. Cheers, babe. They sip and go back to work. Carrie puts some packaging in a black garbage bag. They look over and see Maddie trying to cut open a box using a pizza cutter. (laughs) Hey, weirdo. That's a goofy way to open a box. Maddie looks at the pizza cutter and grins. Shut up. It's kind of working. Okay. Well, if you want to use the right tools, we have those here. I'm going to bring in that stuff from the trunk. Carrie leaves. There's tense music, and Maddie looks at the tools around the room they've been using to unpack and assemble furniture. A few minutes have gone by, and Carrie returns with a heavy box. Hey, Maddie, did we ever change our address with the- Maddie is using a pipe wrench to hammer a nail into a wall, but ends up just making an ugly hole. Fuck. Okay, babe, what are we doing here? (laughs) I'm hanging the picture of us from when the the sea lions took my bucket hat. I can see that, but just use a regular hammer. Carrie, it's fine. Well, I want to get our security deposit back, so can you stop using goofy tools and just use the right ones, please? Whatever. You do it then. Maddie exits the living room looking grumpy. Carrie does a big sigh. Uh, Interior living room, night. Some time has passed. Carrie finishes setting up the TV. There's a loud crash of pots and pans. They get up and run to uh, the kitchen. Hey, you okay? I'm sorry, I- Harry stops suddenly. Maddie is stirring a pot of boiling water with a broom handle, and the broom part is knocking a bunch of stuff off the shelves and counter. What the fuck? I asked you. I said don't use goofy stuff. Just use the regular thing for that. Uh, 
the utensils. I was making a surprise dinner. I thought you meant that just for unpacking stuff. Why would I? No, all the time. Just use the tools that we have for what they were designed to be for. Okay, well, quit yelling. I didn't mean to. Maddie puts the broom down and turns away. Carrie softens and walks toward them. Hey, Goof, what's this all about? Is it because your parents had a new baby and you're an adult? And now the baby's getting all the attention and you're getting pretty much like nothing from them? And you just wanted some attention and affection from me, but then I yelled? Maddie turns back toward Carrie. Yeah, it's like I don't even exist to them. I mean, I get it. It's a baby. It needs a lot of attention. But I guess it's just weird to know I'm not really a kid anymore. This is me on my own in the world. They hug, both tearing up. You're not alone, though, okay? I'm with you. I'm with you. They hold each other close. We move in on Maddie's face and can hear their inner thoughts. I never told them, but I was actually okay with the new baby. They just said it in such a way that it made me feel like that's what I was supposed to be feeling, so I just (laughs) went with it. The reason I was using all the wrong tools was just because I'm very stupid. (laughs) We move in on Carrie's face and also hear their inner thoughts. I knew it wasn't about the baby. I just wanted to give Maddie an out for why they kept using goofy tools, because I knew they were really sensitive about how dumb they were. Like, the kind of dumb where you get okay grades, but with real life skills, you are just really, really stupid. Like, picture Amelia Bedelia. It's like that. (laughs) The doorbell rings. (laughs) Carrie and Maddie slowly end the hug and make eye contact to show they are feeling better. They do a quick smooch. We cut to them answering the door together, still wiping tears. It's their friend Polly, 20s they them, with a bunch of takeout food. They all greet each other and hug and invite Polly in. Hey, uh, is everything all right? I hope I'm not interrupting. I just thought I would bring over some dinner because you probably didn't have everything set up yet. (laughs) No, that's perfect, Polly. We're fine. We just had a little fight. Yeah, I think we're just worn out. This is so nice. Thank you. Carrie and Maddie take the food into the kitchen. We move in on Polly's face and hear their inner inner thoughts. I knew they weren't just tired. (laughs) I was pretty sure Maddie had been using some kind of goofy tools and Carrie probably made up a reason for it so Maddie would have more confidence about not being very smart. Later, I would realize that this wasn't just intuition. I was a powerful psychic with telekinetic powers. I would always remember this moment as the true origin of my alter ego, Dr. Brainazoid, supervillain. <laughs> Lightning and thunder crackle outside as villainous music swells. Then tires screech and a car crashes into the side of the apartment. Exterior city street night. Everyone runs outside. The car horn is broken and won't stop blaring. A businessman, Mark, he, him, throws <laughs> open the, door, the car door pushes the inflated airbag away and stumbles under the sidewalk. He has a small cut on his forehead and his shirt and tie are partly undone. I haven't had any more to drink, officer. The three friends stare back at him in shock. As before, we hear Mark's inner thoughts. I'm new to Elwood an officer. I'm very drunk. I just forgot about what you... What you... What you call people. Hey, we're going to call an ambulance, okay? Uh, Mark blows chunks and gives a thumbs up. I hate my parents' new baby. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Let's talk about this. There was this uh, riff where I had just written this like little partial monologue in my notes app and where it was just kind of like a succession of justifications and re-justifications for things uh, using like voiceover monologues. <laughs> um, and it kind of got riffed out of there to be like, what if another person came in and what if another person came in? Um, so it was like, well, I'm going to set up this initial game of goofy tools <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then I'll have something to like, do the succession of justifications off of. And I just, I didn't really have a plan. So I just kind of just decided things in the moment of what they would be. And then I thought about ending it at the 
Dr. Brainzord line. But then I was like, no, I want to do at least one more. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I still like I could have it could literally have gone on forever. But for now, this is this is where it's at. But yeah, that's basically it. I think it's so fun. I, I mean, like, yeah, very good. I think that like the game gets like clear later on. I love the beginning, the like relationship you set up between Maddie and Carrie, just like very clear on the first page. Mm-hmm. We are like into it. We like the relationship. Uh, I like the voice of like, hey, weirdo, what are you doing using those goofy tools? I think for me, like, I would like to see this thing with the like, oh, yeah, it's because your parents baby. Right. And then the the like VO like earlier, like I think the parents baby oh, thing, yeah. like for like in my head, I can see like pizza cutter, like, hey, don't use that. And then like, I'm going to get the stuff from the trunk and then even just coming right back in the door after leaving and being like, hey. Are the goofy tools because your parents, baby? Because <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I just think that justification is like so funny. And it, it like going right to that, right from the amazing setup, like base reality you have, I think would be super fun. But I also see that like, I don't know, in some ways you played with the way the like structure of this sketch is in a way like... Mm. You we waited till like page three to do like a justification that wasn't the real justification (laughs) and then like played with the idea of justifying things in a fun way. So in a way, you used goofy tools. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) And I love. Wow. Uh, Fucking with my head. And then the only (laughs) other thing I had, I I think this is so funny. I love the blow. I hate my parents, you baby. I think it's so funny. I think it's exactly the right amount of time to let us forget about it, uh, to bring it back as a blow. But I'd love to see Maddie do something stupid and then just yell that, like, as a a blaming it on that. Oh, yeah. I wonder if uh, I laughed so hard when the justification dropped, um, if that was, like, my sketch writer kind of brain kicking off or like if i just knew um or if i knew what was coming and uh there it was and i wasn't disappointed or if it was just me just enjoying the sketch um i'm not sure what happened that's just like a comment that i had um, <laughs> he knew why he was laughing <laughs> <laughs> he was it's so thinking. fun to do right he was yeah. he was he was thinking of Biodome with Polly Shore. I do think there's something to be said for like such an intricate, like in any, in any situation, like such an intricate justification, like you're mad about your parents, new baby for something so silly. Uh, I think that's, that's funny at any time. Yeah. I love the whole thing. I, I really like that. It's like filmable to me. I will say like the, the last part, uh, it does feel separate from everything else to me. It it definitely feels a little detached and maybe not needed. Maybe there's a fourth one to be had, but maybe it just needs to be reworked. Um, unfortunately, I don't have any, a, lot, a lot of ideas for that, but I did just want to kind of put that in your brain because um, it, it felt pretty detached for me. I feel like it could have ended on Brain Disorder. I think during the Riff Week, and I was thinking about this as a suggestion, we had talked about using some animals, maybe a cat and a dog, since cats and dogs have such... Um, very distinct personalities and tropes to just do maybe a little quick cat dog thing, like the dog just joyed and the cat just an asshole, you know, whatever. I don't know. I just, like you said, this could have gone forever and I could have read it and kept hearing it forever. What I liked most about it, it just overall had this feeling and sense of joy. Like Harrison said, the relationship between these two people, very joyous. It was just Obviously, these are all comedy. They're supposed to be funny. But this one was just fun, too. Like, it was funny, obviously, throughout. But just the joy and the fun was really mm, delightful. So <laughs> those are my only comments. Thanks, Amy. I want to see, like, a like a dinner party, like a housewarming party with, like, all the people in their friend group, like, in their circle. Because I just feel like there's there's more characters. Mm-hmm. Like involved that like run around in this circle because once Polly comes on the scene, I'm like, oh yeah, this is like this is a fun crew. <laughs> yeah, if you want to build a world like you did with Molly, 
This does feel like something like if it was on SNL, they would do it like every time John Hamm came on. <laughs> <laughs> yes. John Hamm would be Maddie, of course. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. I just pulled John Hamm. It could be anybody, but like, you know, those ones they do. Like the Californians type of thing. He does a good stupid. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. I just think of his character on 30 Rock. Yes. It's pretty. Yes. Yeah. So adorable. It might be fun if um, Maddie's mother or father comes in with the new baby and we hear the new baby's thoughts. <laughs> I have no idea what the new baby would be thinking, but... It, it could you be know. Probably something about ruining Maddie's life. Yeah. 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 Oh, my plan worked. Yeah. He's out of the house. <laughs> I have the Stewie Griffin. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean, one thing I like about yeah. this is that I think it could be like uh, a too many cook situation where it, like it could mm. it could be 10 pages, yeah. 20 pages. Like, right. <laughs> there's no <laughs> real reason to stop. <laughs> I'm hanging the picture of us from when the sea, the sea lions took my bucket hat. All right. Our next sketch today is titled The Registry. Written by Keely Anastasia. <laughs> New writer alert! New Keely! Yes! Scary. Get underground! Immediately. This is not a drill. She's throwing comedy bombs. Isla will be played by Lisa Weitzman. Julian will be played by Kenny J. And Sharon will be played by Amy D. Interior kitchen morning. Julian and Isla sit at her kitchen island eating breakfast. So my cousin Maya's wedding is coming up in October. You um, maybe want to go with me? I have a plus one and... Uh, a wedding? Yeah, I mean, no pressure or anything. I know we haven't been hanging out that long. Three weeks and 11 days to be exact. And it might not even happen because this pandemic, because who knows what the restrictions will be in a month from now. And uh, Are you kidding? Count me in. Are you sure? I just really don't want you to feel pressured or anything. And, and my family will be there. Isla, and, babe, seriously. I want to go because I'll be going with you. Oh, okay. If you really want to, then yeah, awesome. I want you there. They sit down and start eating breakfast. Julian spots a pile of mail and a wedding invitation on top. He points, asking, Is this your cousin? Yeah, and here's the link to RSVP. Is that how people do it these days? Like, online? Isla looks up the site on her phone. Oh, for sure. Everyone's got a website on the knot or Zola, and, and they put all the details on there. See? Whoa, that's pretty sick, actually. Isla starts filling out the RSVP form for them. Oh, wow. The RSVP is asking if we've been vaccinated. Have you? Oh, dang. Is that like a requirement? I wasn't planning on, well, what does it say? All guests are required to be vaccinated. If you have not been vaccinated, there is still time. We have a block of appointments under Alvarez Wedding at CBS Pharmacy. You can block appointments now? Wow. Wait, is this their registry page? Oh my God, who knew? You could even register for your wedding at CVS. Are you sure you want to do this? I'm sure. As long as you can come with me and I can squeeze your hand real hard when I get scared. Isla smiles and gives her phone to Julian, who finishes making the appointment. Your appointment is scheduled. Don't forget to happy ever Alvarez on your post-vax selfies. Cut to interior drugstore afternoon. Isla and Julian approach the counter at a CVS pharmacy. It's a no-contact digital sign-in situation. Whoa, this can't be right, right? Shouldn't the jab be free with insurance? It's saying I have to pay $649. Pharmacy tech Sharon rolls her eyes and clicks some clicks on her computer. Y'all are part of the Alvarez block? Yes, we are. Then that's correct. What? Why? Sharon snaps her head toward Julian. Listen, y'all just wait till you start planning your own wedding. Oh, we're not even actually officially dating. As soon as you indicate that something is for a wedding, everything becomes more expensive because the vendors know you're willing to pay. 
cake, flowers, DJ, decor, even vaccines. Wait, so the CDC knows who's getting vaxxed for weddings and is charging them exorbitant amounts of money for it? Well, is it going to stop you? Julian looks at Isla's face filled with desperation and gives her a reassuring look. No, 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 it's not. Sharon turns back to her computer knowingly. Mm-hmm. Cut to interior room inside a pharmacy afternoon. Julian sits in a small pop-up booth in the pharmacy holding his band-aid clad arm. I can't believe you did all this for me. Thank you. Isla, I really like you. And I want to go to lots of weddings with you. Heck, I want to do everything with you. What I'm trying to say is, will you be my girlfriend? Julian, I, I don't know. That's like a really big commitment, especially in these unprecedented times. I'm sorry. I don't think I can do that. Isla runs out. Julian stares in shock for a moment, then takes out his phone and snaps a selfie. So I was working with a couple different things here. One, I've been going to a lot of weddings this summer, so I've been thinking a lot about weddings. And um, I have this one group of friends who not group, these two people who are getting married and they registered at REI. And I was like, whoa, that's sick. Like, yeah, you should register at fun websites like that for your wedding. Um, and so then I was like. Sorry, what is REI? Oh, it's like an outdoor store. Oh, OK. So they registered for like tents and like kayaks and things. And I was like, yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> I wonder how far you could push your wedding registry. Um, <laughs> so like, where else can you register? But then also okay. I was thinking about like how they just jack up the price on everything for weddings. Like if you order a flower arrangement for any old day, it's like fine. But then you say it's for a wedding and all of a sudden it's like so much more money. Um, and then so kind of playing on that and then um, just like mapping that onto these two characters who had just kind of like started hanging out and um yeah wanting to like uh julian just like wants to really like prove his devotion to isla and how far does that go <laughs> yeah it's far. I, like, pretty far. I like it i think that like i think that game is super fun super real super true right like everything uh, the price of everything gets jacked up at a wedding uh i think that game is like very clear you state it clearly um i don't think you get to play that game a ton mm-hmm but like, I like that game a lot. And I think that like, you have something here to me that like, right. So this is the thing with like comedy scenes, right? We want like our, the people in the scene to like know each other and be invested. Right. But you have this like thing of like, oh yeah, like because it's a wedding, I'm willing to put more in than I would. Uh, so like, I'd love to see Julian eventually maybe not even at first but like eventually be invested in the relationship be like oh yeah i'm more invested in this relationship than i would be because it's a wedding you know like because like once you say a wedding i'm like willing to invest more okay um i think you like have a connection there with that uh and the other thing is i think you could probably start this like hey do you want to come to this wedding and here's the website for the rsvp conversations like at the same time you know, if it was like, oh, I just got this thing, like, check out my, oh, wait, do you want to come to this? Or like, you know, I think like we could roll those into each other to get a little like space back. This is um, a draft that I cut from eight pages to four. So there was a lot <laughs> more in the first um, draft that was like more hype around the idea of like, like Julian being like, oh, I thrive at weddings and like naming all of the ways that yeah. he like really steps into the role of like being a wedding guest. Um but yeah, so reading through it, like having people read through it, I definitely like missed those parts as well. So I'm happy you mentioned that. Yeah, I think, you know, I, I, I think more just more like, yeah, I'm willing to like invest. The more people say they're willing to invest more when a wedding is involved, I think the better. I also like think it could probably be all be in the drugstore. You do get yourself there with the f initial conversation, but like. Even if it's just like, wow, I can't believe this registry is at CVS, like nuts. Uh, but like, thank you so much for inviting me to your like cousin's wedding. I'm willing to do like anything to go to a wedding. I, I agree. I think there's a couple um, different games and the CVS one is 
a great one. And then like the I'm great at weddings game isn't like I could I could watch four pages of someone being like, no, it's okay. We've only been dating three weeks. I'm great at weddings watching yeah. this and then just like proceeding to like be the best person at the wedding in so many ways or like trying to be at least maybe. But the the other sketch with the price stuff about the wedding, I almost think you could start at the CVS. Yeah, I tend I, to I, agree. I think I it felt like it. two two kind of separate ideas that were being or stories that were being told or games that were being played. Um, and I really like if you keep both of them, that's fine, obviously. Um, but I really like Julian's wedding hype. I think that's really fun to way to start. And if you do keep them all, maybe um, I'm not sure about the ending, but if you keep that uh, the way it is, and Lisa or Lisa, Lisa read it. I love just, leaves. Yeah, <laughs> then um, <laughs> like my name, yeah. <laughs> the same letters. My brain just fixed it. Uh, if I the leaves, then Julian's like. I'd like him to say, I'm still going to this wedding because I'm so hyped on weddings. And somehow, you know, with the <laughs> selfie, I think it kind of implies that. But I'm like, I'd like to say him say some sort of fun quip at the end. Like, I'm still going to this wedding. Something funnier than that, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Julian could, could put, post the selfie with the hashtag. Sharon doesn't get very many lines, but I just, I like irreverent, um, uh, like, cashiers. <laughs> or like pharmacy techs. So like if you um if you decide to go the route where you start at the CVS, uh I uh that puts you in a position where you could have more of that, more Sharon clicking some clicks, <laughs> uh you know, rolling her eyes. Um <laughs> that would be fun for me. <laughs> Personally, <laughs> you know, I just like I just like building on what Keith just said. I want to hear anyone in the sketch say, "I like irreverent cashiers." <laughs> <laughs> just a character that's not even in the sketch walks yeah. by, hears Sharon. Oh, I like irreverent. Yeah. Walks off, and that's the end of that. <laughs> as soon as you indicate that something is for a wedding, everything. Becomes more expensive because the vendors know you're willing to pay. All right, let's get to one more sketch today. Our last sketch is Lake, written by Harrison Merck. Anne will be played by Keely Anastasia. Ron will be played by Tyler Chick. And Dermot will be played by Chris Packard. Exterior, Lake, Day. Ron, he, him, spots Anne, she, her, running to the lake bank, envelope in hand. He gets in a little rowboat and casts off into the lake. They both wear clothes from like the 1920s, trousers and shit. Ron's hair is a mess. Ronald, Ronald, you come back here. Ron rows bad. <laughs> no, I'm going to the other side of this here lake. You can't get me there. You can't row over to the other side of this lake every day. <laughs> you can't keep coming back here to this lake every day, Annabelle. This is so childish. Ron stops rowing, tired. Anne reaches out the papers, but she can't reach Ron. It's effective, Anne. Long as I'm on the other side of this lake, you can't hand me divorce papers, which means we're still married. Ronald, we haven't really been man and wife in many, many... Which means you can't go marrying Dermot Fletcher. Dermot Fletcher is a good man with a good house, and he can pay for Lisa and Gurman's schooling. Do my hair look like it was cut by a good man, Anne? Dermot Fletcher, that goddamn demon barber done this to me, <laughs> done did this to me. Demon barber. He tried to hand me divorce papers while giving me a trim up, and when I refused, he chopped my hair wild. That sound like a good man, Anne? He was doing me a favor. We's in love, Ronald, love. Well, you won't be doing nothing about it because I'ma be on the other side of this here lake, whereas you can't get to me. You can't stop us from being in love. It's love. It's powerful. Oh, are you saying y'all done made the flesh bond, Dan? Because if you done that, I get the kids. Ronald, how dare you? Ron situates the oars and gets into the water a little bit, tries to put the papers on a log and push it towards Ron. <laughs> but Ron pushes them away with an oar and they flow back. <laughs> well, nobody buy none of my guns. I'm selling door to door with my hair looking this way. And that man done ruined me. Cut me wild. 
Ronald, don't nobody want somebody knocking on their door with a gun. Ain't nobody gonna buy a gun that way. Your hair ain't the problem. It's the way of the future, Annie. People gonna buy all their guns like this one day, door to door. You were scaring people long before your hair was wild, Ron. What's scary is my children, German and Lisa, sleeping down their little heads in a home where their mother is making the flesh bond out of wedlock with a demon barber. Why are you calling love making flesh bond, <laughs> Ronald? And Dermot and I ain't done that. We's waiting. A beat. Ron starts rowing again. It's a flesh bond when you're doing it with the demon, Annie. Flesh bond. And he starts to cry. You row that boat back over to this bank and sign these papers, Ron. Never, ever. I'm going to spend my days here on this side of the lake where you can't get to me and my nights peeking around for evidence that you done flesh boned a demon out of wedlock. <laughs> then once I get my evidence, I'm going to take the kids and row them on over to the other side of this here lake one by one and you won't never get to them, ever. It ain't safe to leave a child on a lake bank alone, Ronald. Well, thanks to your demon Dermot Fletcher, all I can afford is this here two-man schooner. They're children. Well, sure, they could fit in here. But if they do any roughhousing, and you know how they get, this here vessel will surely tip. Now who's being unsafe with the children, Anne? Get a bigger schooner for the children, Ronald. I can't afford one because no one will buy my guns when I go door to door because my hair looks wild. You know Dermot and me can just rent us a boat and get over there to give you these here divorce papers. Oh, you think I ain't sunk to that? <laughs> I've been running every day. Every day I run fast and l a long time. Y'all can't catch me. Look at these babies. <laughs> Ron stands up in the boat and pulls up his pants to show his legs are super ripped and sees the legs. Oh, my. <laughs> See, even that demon can't catch. Ron wobbles in the boat because he's standing up. The boat flips. He falls into the water and splashes to the surface. Help. Hurry, help. I can't swim. Annie, concerned, <laughs> jumps all the way into the water, swims to Ron, then swims ashore. They both lay out of breath for a moment. Ron lays breathing as Anne gets up and gets the envelope. She comes walking back over to Ron. Oh, yeah, right. No fucking way. Ron gets up and runs off. <laughs> I'm going to a men's bathroom. You can't divorce me in there. <laughs> Dermot, he, him, appears out of a spontaneous flame next to Anne. He has horns and red skin. He got away again. God damn it, I really want to make the flesh bond. Let's talk about that. A few weeks ago, Keely told a story in class about uh, family members of hers who rode across a lake to avoid divorce papers, and uh, it just really inspired me. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought it was so funny to row across a lake to avoid divorce. Uh, so, yeah, I it started there. I just wanted it to be sort of like old timey. And then, you know, I just let it take me where it took me. <laughs> it took you somewhere great. Across yeah. the lake in a two-person scooter. It feels like the game here is how complicated this divorce is. Like... <laughs> That's mostly what I'm heightening. Obviously, like <laughs> Anne's trying to give him divorce papers and he's like trying to get to the other side of the lake. But mostly the thing that's being heightened is just like how much shit is involved in this divorce. I almost <laughs> thought that once Anne saw Ron's beefy leg, that she was going <laughs> to rip up the divorce papers. So yeah. <laughs> I don't know why. I, but thought that I too. guess that's what yeah. I would do well, if I saw that beefcake leg. Um, so. <laughs> it did seem like it was going in that direction when she you know, said, oh my. Yeah. That may have been my artistic liberties I took That's in reading that line. <laughs> I know, I liked the way you read it. That's how I wanted it read. <laughs> I can see uh, someone else watching from a distance and being like, if I had seen that beefcake leg, I would have ripped up them divorce papers. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I'd have, I'd have swum right over the other side of that lake, spent my days there with them beefcake legs. <laughs> yeah, more comments about the legs would be great. 
<laughs> Even if it's from Dermot, like, are you sure about this? Because I know I'm a demon and I want to make the flesh bond, but those legs. <laughs> Do you think Ron would be into a three-way flesh bond? <laughs> I do love that Dermot is a demon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was, that was really a great fun. blow. Totally. And ending with flesh bond was perfect because <laughs> you just like uh you could have just said that once and let it go, but it kept repeating um and yeah. ending it uh because you'd made it a ending it with that because you'd made it a thing uh was Perfect. Sketchies, I just want to point out, Keith just said you could say flesh bond once in a sketch, and I want to say if that's not true. (laughs) (laughs) Impossible. (laughs) I also like that Dermot the demon is respecting the sanctity of marriage and will not not have the flesh bond with a married woman. (laughs) That's true. He's a good Christian demon. Yeah. Yeah. Even the demon has old timey values. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, your over the top commitment to like this old timey dialect does <laughs> so much uh, work for the sketch. It's just so funny. Ain't nobody gonna have me do somebody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Seeing these characters like dressed up in appropriate attire um, <laughs> as they're describing these ridiculous scenarios. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Did you ever see Old Brother Where Art Thou? Mm. Yeah, I was mm-hmm. thinking about Oh Brother Where Art Thou a little bit when I was doing that, this. Uh, um, when she, you know, she's talking about he's a good man, you know. He's bona fide. He's bona fide. Yeah, he's bona fide. Yes. I'm the goddamn paterfamilias. <laughs> uh, you could call the bathroom a water closet or a WC. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It was really German that did it. Yeah, should I get another German in there? (laughs) So so are you saying my name is an old-timey name, Harrison? Oh, no. I actually just needed a name that could contrast German. No, I'm flattered. I'm flattered. Yeah. I did take an improv class with a German in LA. Really? A year ago. Oh, my Uh, gosh. That's cool. Yeah. uh, You know, thanks for the name, German. (laughs) (laughs) And we know you're listening. We know you're out there. Thanks for being a fan, German. Friend of the show, German. German. The podcast, German. Thanks. Thanks, German. We can tag him on this and uh, on Instagram. You can find him at German at all social media. (laughs) (laughs) We did a pretty solid Jack and the Beanstalk scene in the class show. Uh, (laughs) Was German the Beanstalk? <laughs> no, German was my mother. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, are you saying y'all done made the flesh bond, Dan? Because if you done that, I get the kids. <laughs> All aboard now. Mr. Conductor, you got any tickets you want to take? <laughs> yeah, like, uh, yeah, why not? <laughs> Did you have a ticket? Okay. Uh, you wanted to, to see him? <laughs> no, I don't. But yeah. I'm just here to see yeah. off my friends. I just have a great trip at the train. <laughs> cool. Oh, can I get on the train? I found a you ticket in my pocket in. with some lint. It's got some lint. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, that's it. Have some Is it? Yep. Totally. All right. Okay. When was the last time I saw you? Brother? It's been so long. I've missed you terribly. Uh, I missed you too, Amy. Mainly, mainly because of your pride. I missed your pride the most. Ah, uh, yes. I'm a proud man. Anyway, read the, read the ticket. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, it's just one little idea, and let's see what you guys can do with it. Um, it's Twinder. It's either a combination of Twitter and Tinder or a twin okay. dating site. I, I like the know. combination of Tinder and tw- and Twitter because I like the idea that you don't see somebody like you can't all you get to see is their tweets <laughs> <laughs> and everybody can see all of your messages too. Yeah. They're just like all <laughs> yeah. shot out into the ether. Yeah, <laughs> dating based on somebody's Twitter profile is very funny. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was thinking the the twin dating site. The the only thing is, it's the twins have to. 
They date as twins. Yeah, twins date twins. They only double date. Right. No. Double dates or nothing. Mm. <laughs> and so, you know, I'm only interested in identical twins or. <laughs> identical twins. Identical twins. Interested in identical twins. So when you, you figure like a, a restaurant and there's two twins who like don't look exactly alike sitting at the table and then just being like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Did you use a picture of one of you? Yeah. yeah. Twice? I said very clearly on my profile that I'm only interested in identical twins. Not even identical twins are identical. Where's the line, man? <laughs> right down the middle because I'm only interested in symmetry. <laughs> What are we going to do? We've already dated the other six siblings on the site. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's only so many twins in the state of Minnesota <laughs> that want to date as twins. Uh, I'd love to see like uh, videos for this from the non from both the twins and the non twin people. Uh, like the videos you would make to be like, hi, I'm Derek. Uh, love me a good pair of twins. Uh, I like to go out uh, fishing. Uh, I like uh, racing my car, uh, and I really like looking at twins. Uh, so I'm I'm pretty much just looking for a nice pair of twins to settle down with. Uh, maybe get a dog. <laughs> That's so great. I I like the idea of like at the end of a date, one of the twins being like, "We had a really good time." Yeah, and now don't be don't be mad, but they're. There is a third. They just didn't come with us tonight. <laughs> what? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the site specifically said twins. This isn't a sign for triplets. Bring yeah. an odd number into this even situation. <laughs> <laughs> Go on Tripler where this shit <laughs> There's so many funny, like, just like classic things that you see on dating app profiles that would just be even funnier mapped onto twins like uh the one that's like if you don't look like your pictures you're buying drinks until you do but it's like if you don't look identical you're buying the drinks until you do (laughs) oh my god that's that's oh wow i've never seen that line that's Amazing. That's a great line. It's terrible. That's <laughs> <laughs> a great, terrible line. Yeah, that's why it's great. Yeah. Double dates or nothing. Passenger uh, Harrison? Yeah. Ah, hey. So I had an idea. Uh, yeah. I've been sort of bouncing around. I'm not really sure how to make it. I'm not sure which direction to go with it. Basically, I have an idea of somebody who's like eating a meal, probably a sandwich is what I've been thinking, and drops the whole thing on the ground, just like in one motion. And that like just sort of like goes like this and then sits there. And then the meal continues. But like somebody. I don't know if I like want them to be basically I want them to get really defensive and be like, you're all getting on me because I dropped one little cracker crumb. Like they just like won't <laughs> they won't admit that they dropped a lot, <laughs> but they dropped so much. They're like stuffed. <laughs> like, by the yeah. end. Oh, I'm feeling real like, stuff. Maybe they're so like not. Much. Yeah, they're like <laughs> being super full. And then like somebody gives them the dessert or like soup or a salad. And they're like, I guess I could fit a little bit more. And then they drop the whole thing. People get mad again. And they're like, I just one little drop and I get this. Like, <laughs> Are people mad because he's, they're responsible for cleaning it up and they're like making a mess and ignoring it? I like I hadn't thought of the person being like, I'm stuffed. But like that's so funny. <laughs> the person like, maybe they're trying to excuse themselves, like and and they're just being like, I just dropped like one little crumb down there like everybody else does. <laughs> I so the they're rest. they're mad that, and that saying, I'm sorry, the people are are mad at him because he just won't admit it or I don't want anybody to be mad at him. I just want them 
to like realistically be like, but you dropped the whole sandwich on the ground. Like not be mad, but just be like, just recognize that's what happened. Uh, No, I didn't. Just admit it. Yeah. No, no, I didn't. It was one crumb. It's a little crumb, I guess. I guess I'll admit I dropped a little crumb. (laughs) I guess I'll I'll admit I dropped a little bit of soup on my shirt. I guess that's true. Oh, no. A a leaf (laughs) fell on the ground. Is that you're going to get upset because a leaf fell on the ground? (laughs) (laughs) From my salad, you're upset because a leaf fell on the ground from my salad. So now I have to sit here and I can't go play Halo 3. <laughs> I can't be excused yeah. from the dinner table over one crumb. <laughs> oh yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, it puts it in a it puts it in a fun place like this this kid and between this kid and his parents. Right. Okay, now that you all made me kid look at the ground, parents. I see there is a lot of soup on my shirt, and that there is a whole sandwich and a whole piece of pie down there. But that was there before I sat down. I swear to fucking god. Yeah, if you give this as like a child but an adult's voice. Uh, maybe even a teenager, but like with very much not written for a child is yeah. very funny. Very yeah. funny. I didn't even think of that. I was picturing like grown adults, but I it is kind of funny <laughs> to have a, ch- a messy child justifying in an adult voice. I guess Halo 3, wanting to leave the table to play Halo 3 is the justification. Uh, like, oh, yeah. That's pretty childish. That's <laughs> but I could or, see it even I- being like to go look at my new bike. <laughs> I get a whole new bike for my birthday. And that adult could yeah. definitely want to play Halo 3. So I get that urge sometimes. Yeah. I think I was just thinking about like why would these other people care if this person left or not? And so our parents would care if like they wanted the child mm. to eat the meal. But I couldn't think of yeah. any, if you find a reason why these other people want them to finish their meal. <laughs> If it's know. like a big family meal and it's like, Grandpa, stay at the table, please. We don't get together very often. <laughs> <laughs> this is our engagement. <laughs> I think that's a good riff. Yeah, you did good. This is a good ticket, uh, son. <laughs> Thanks. Is that your dad? <laughs> Thanks, Papa Conductor. <laughs> Uh, yeah, one day you'll grow up big and strong like me, and you'll wait, be. Pa- pa- Papa, pa- yes. Papa Conductor, can we stop at, at assignment station? Son Harrison. <laughs> oh, you know, I don't. Uh, you know, I don't like that uh, station so much, but you know what? Oh. I'll do it. Oh, oh gee whiz. Thanks, Papa Conductor. Uh, okay. Here, Quite well. Here we go, Sketchies. The yeah. assignment for this week is holidays. You can uh, just talk normal if you want. Like, if, <laughs> if, you like, if you like Santa or the Easter Bunny or Hanukkah or uh, Labor Day. Very good. Uh, holiday sketches are always becoming, uh, you know, they work every year is the thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> they go back around into relevance uh you can do if if you have a holiday sketch and it, and it blows up at a stage show people look forward to that a variation of that one every year um so holidays think about you know <laughs> different sort of holidays you like all right Hol- holidays holidays uh Alyssa would be proud of me oh Thank you, Papa. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> my engineer, my engineer friend Alyssa Platts would be very proud of you in this moment. All right, now we're gonna do writers plug. <laughs> yeah. Kaylee, anything you want to plug? Per usual, I would like to plug a um, an experience, a town in Pennsylvania. As I always do, even before I knew Chris was going to be here, I was going to plug the city of Philadelphia because um, it's famous for lots of things. There's lots to do there. It's home to America's first zoo. It's home to the most impressionist paintings, second only to the city of Paris. Um, And there you go. I didn't know that either. And also, um, it is home to um, four fellows that I know who put on a Twitch 
improv comedy show um, called Show and Tell Live. Um, and they have shows every Tuesday and Friday night. And on October 15th, I will be joining the cast for one night only. Um, so you can catch that. They do um, just like fun short form improv um, and games. And it's they kind of pioneered um, live interactive improvis- improvisational comedy on Twitch. So I will be appearing oh. on Show and Tell Live on Friday, October 15th. Check it out, sketchies. Uh, Amy, you got anything you want to plug? Uh, yes. I would like to plug tofu. Now hear me out. It's not for everybody. But if you're skeptical, I'm on there's so much you can do with it. I make these tofu chicken fingers that are really good that my kids like them. Two out of three children like them. So that's the rating. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't I don't do it that often. I used to do it all the time, but like they're just so good. You just like slice them and you you know after you press the tofu and then I roll it in like nutritional yeast and like um seasonings okay. and well I put it in I put it in so- in soy sauce first and then I put those breadings on it and then I bake it and it's just phenomenal. Real crunchy and good. So good. enjoy some tofu everybody. If you're into Maybe. it. Tofu All right. Fingers. Check tofu out some fingers. tofu. Get your tofu fingers on. And I'm going to plug our new website. Check out the brand new redesign, Sketchy Sketch. Sketch.com. Great job, We got Harrison. classes starting. We've got workshops, online classes, in-person classes, a new website, fully redesigned, easier to use. Go enjoy that. Well, all right, everybody. That's all for us. Thank you to all the participants and to my friend Jeff Powers for the music you've heard. And also a big thanks to you, the listeners. If you'd like to support the show or check out more that we have to offer, head on over to SketchySketchSketch.com. And while you're there, check out our Patreon it's got everything you need to be the ultimate sketchy sketch fan. And if you're like, wait a minute, I'm super funny too. I should have a sketch on this show. We agree. Send your sketch to sketchy at gmail.com. Get your sketch on the show. Also, feel free to reach out to us if one of the sketches you've heard really impacted you or you just want to give some love to the writer. Hit us up on our website where there's a place to do that. As always, if you like what you heard today, please tell your friends. Check us out on socials. Subscribe. Give us five stars on whatever you're listening on. Guys, I'm kind of sad because this is it. That's the end of the show. I'm going to miss you. It's bittersweet, but, you know, we'll see you next week. Next week, we'll be back in your ear holes. So until then, bye, and we love you. Bye. Love you. Thanks. Bye. Thanks. Bye. Thanks. Bye-bye. Thank you very much.